to Chase Your Enthusiasm with your host, Chase. That's me. I hope you're having a pleasant week so far. It's a foggy Monday afternoon while I'm recording this right now, and it's just delightful. Oh, do I love the fog. I'm just bragging over here right now about my pleasant situation. But anyways, I hope you're having a lovely day wherever you are in the world. So if you've been following along, you would know that I have been reviewing this past season of Curve Your Enthusiasm. I am on episode six, and I'm so excited for today's guest, Lisa Arch. She played Cassie, who is so funny. Lisa's just so funny in general. I She's one of my biggest role models. Not only was she on Mad TV, okay, I mean, come on. She was in my favorite movie, Legally Blonde, and my favorite TV show, Hannah Montana. She was in Seinfeld. She was like, obviously I went with Legally Blonde and Hannah Montana, but you can look at her IMDb. She's been in everything. She's had such an incredible career as a comedian slash actress. And I'm honored that she's here with us today to discuss what it was like working on Curb Your Enthusiasm, any memories from this past season, and we'll see what her take is on this episode, episode six. So before we jump in, I'm just going to go over some housework. In February, February 25th and 26th, I'll be opening for Christina P doing stand-up at the Miami Improv. So if you're in Miami, um, you can get tickets either on Christina's website or mine. That's chaseodonnell.com. And then I mentioned this last week, but Chase Your Enthusiasm has a sponsor now. It's the Little Words Project. They sell the cutest bracelets, all with different messages, phrases, things that are inspirational to you. I chose believe because sometimes I forget to do that. I forget to believe in, you know, whatever it is, in a higher power, in miracles, in things working out exactly as they should just to believe that all things are going according to plan. That's just what I chose. There's so many words to choose from. um, So you can choose one that resonates with you. They're very girly, I gotta say. So gentlemen, this might be a good Valentine's Day gift. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. So if you're going to purchase a bracelet, go to littlewordsproject.com and at checkout, the code is CHASE15 for 15% off. I mean, what a deal. Okay, cool. So that was a word from our sponsor. (laughs) The sponsor, um, that was a word from me talking about the sponsor, rather. All right, time to jump in to this week's episode with Lisa Lisa, what what an honor. Thank you. Isn't it? Isn't it though? This is a huge honor. Huge. It is. Thank you so much. Chase, you know, I have your afternoon with me. I have a soft spot in my heart for you. Ditto. I just, our listeners just heard you were Cassie on season 10 and 11 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, And season seven. 
And seven? And seven. Did you not know that? Mm -mm. I'm in the Black Swan episode. I'm a disaster. I'm in the Black Swan episode. Um, That is where I'm introduced as uh, Cousin Andy's wife and I make fancy hats. Oh my God. Well, I'm going to have to watch because- You're going to have to watch. I haven't seen season seven. It's actually- an amazing episode, not not because I'm in it. I just happen to be in an excellent episode. And I think it's because you're in it. It might be, it might be, but it's it really is a great episode. So the Black Swan, go watch it. Go educate yourself. Okay, I'm gonna go watch it. And right. I wanna know what's the from being on the show, what question do you get asked the most from people? Is it what's it like working with Larry? What are the questions you get from being so, on curb? Always is Larry Larry. That's how people ask. Is Larry Larry? Is that? Yeah, is that people really ask him? me that too. Is that what true? do you say? What do you say? So I always say this. Absolutely. But <laughs> what you don't see on the show is the. He's obviously a very nuanced human being. Um, and I always say that my favorite thing about him is that I feel like he's just rooting for you all the time. He's just rooting for you to be funny. Um, and that he's brilliant and, uh, informed in ways that I don't think most people would realize. Like, I'll just sit back and watch them for the most part, talk all of them. And I don't know if you have heard, oh no, cause you're not, you're not always like right there on set. I was season 10. Okay. Season 11, I was in and out. So do you remember, I don't know if you noticed this, but Larry will grill Richard Kind about Broadway musicals. No, I never noticed. It's, (laughs) It's like Larry knows every musical that's ever been made. And every time he'll say to Richard, were you in this? Were you in this? Richard's like, yep, yes, yes. Every, every Broadway show ever. And then they talk about golf for hours. Yeah, they do. I mean, I know Larry's a big golf fanatic. Oh my God. Their new swing. Yeah. I'm doing this now with my hip. Um, and <laughs> he, then, he'll just practice golf swings yes. too. Yep. Just yep. on set. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, so I say, yes, he is like that. Obviously it's all coming from his own brain, but he's far more nuanced and he is lovely. And that making him laugh is one of the top 10 favorite things. Of oh my, my God. I, I can't even imagine. It's it's just such validation too. Like, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I also so Richard Kind is your husband on the show. Yes. And I just found out Richard Kind was roommates with George Clooney. And that infamous cat poop yes. story is about Richard Kind. Yes. <laughs> so all right. So I uh I am I, um, uh, I, I scoop up the cat shit <laughs> and I flush it down the toilet. And uh, and my buddy comes in and he's he looks at the you know at the in the cat box and he says he comes into the to the room and watching TV goes my cat has not taken a shit in I think three days <laughs> so I don't say anything I don't know why it just struck me as funny and they're best friends Chase I didn't know that they're best it's friends crazy it, that doesn't make sense to it me. doesn't make any sense but. That but, doesn't make sense but at I all. But I bet if we saw them together, it would make perfect sense. And they say opposites attract. They they seem very opposite to me. In every way. <laughs> <laughs> In every way.
So yeah, so Richard Kind's uh, fascinating too. But so everybody asks me that, and then people say how much of the show is written and how much is improvised. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. I always say a hundred percent of it is improvised. We know where we need to start. We know where we need to end. But none of it's written. Yeah, none of it's written. None of but it's they written. do. Okay, so let's let's just jump back a couple episodes. Your episode was. Uh, a, a very popular episode, you were the middler yes. for a little bit in the scene where Larry feels like he needs to take over and be in the middle Correct. because your conversation was just lagging. We're and failing. I, I tell you, Lisa, I was watching it and crying, laughing with your, I didn't know because I knew what happened in the scene, but I didn't know what you guys did. So watching it and you're going, do you fish? Is that, and you were saying the most boring. Uh-huh conversation starters and so i want to know was that were you planning this before in the trailer or did you come up with it on the spot did uh jeff schaefer give you some topics how did this happen because it was the so funniest scene jeff schaefer started to give richard some topics and richard went i have something can you let me try it and i had no idea what it was <laughs> So I have to tell you, never in a million years would I have thought being exhausting would be that much fun. <laughs> I I could have sat there for hours doing that scene, and we we basically did. But yeah, yeah. so we started talking about the li the bookstore or the library, and I just went with it. And I oh just yeah, knew, I like, think you said the Dewey Decimal System, yeah. something just so boring. Yeah, yeah, that, and then like I I think I said like. Look, the important thing is that you found it and now you're reading it. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Over the ease, a book on Eleanor Roosevelt. It was crazy. It was nuts. Can you imagine? You know what could have happened? I'm not saying it's definite, but maybe somebody new was working, maybe somebody younger, and they just didn't know. You know, that's true. I saw people there, some in their 20s, 30s too couple okay maybe it's forgivable the important thing is you found it i did and now you're reading it and that's great <laughs> but we were literally dying we were dying i think the important thing is that you found it and now you're reading it correct me if i'm wrong because i haven't finished this season but that's the only episode you're in this season or do we see you again you see me for like if you blink you'll miss me i i did a in a in like a montage situation oh that's is that why we had you back at towards the end of the season yes. okay yep. i think it's the next we're doing seven or we're doing six we're doing six okay so i think that it's episode eight okay okay yeah. oh darn well yeah you don't make an appearance in this one but i'm excited to hear what your thoughts are on this episode. I can't wait. I forget which one episode six is. We watched the whole season. We loved the whole season, but I don't Yeah, I, this is. season, the I have a lot of friends that are big Curb fans, and they I hear a lot of their opinions about it because they know I worked on the show, and the people are just loving season 11. I have to tell you, I'm a member of a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan page on Facebook. Are you? And it's so Do they know fun. it's you? Yeah, I posted like um, in November and said, hey guys, I just wanted to say hi. I had been like, um, you know, stalking it for a couple mm -hmm. years. But then oh I my said, gosh. yeah, 
They said, hey, I just want to say hi, I'm Cassie, blah, blah, blah. And I'm here if you guys have any questions. And it was like hundreds of questions. Oh my God. It's such a great group and they are loving. It's, it was a mixed bag right when the season started, but anytime anyone says anything remotely negative, someone else will be like, maybe this isn't the group for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have to join the group. I I'll, should I say what it's called on here? Yeah. Okay. So it is the Curb Your Enthusiasm and Larry David fan club fan club page on Facebook. And they have to approve you. So don't come on being a fake fan. Okay. You have to be a real fan. One more question before we go into this episode. Any memory from this season stand out specifically? That's a fun story. I know you were at the hot dog eating contest. The one thing I will tell you, okay. um, and then I will, I'll find a story, but um, this show is everything that I signed up to be an actress for. <sighs> like there is not a moment on that set that I'm not like, how is this my life right now? So the whole experience from my first audition over a decade ago to my first, you know, episode to now has been the most fun I have ever had in the 27 years I've been doing this. Isn't that cool? It's oh the my gr- gosh. It's amazing. It beats Mad TV. Oh, yes. In, <laughs> in every single way. Uh-oh. Okay. There's yeah. stories there. We yeah. won't get into, but no, okay. Literally in every way. Like in, in the way that um, Curb feels like a group of geniuses cheering each other on to be as funny as possible, um, Mad TV was the the really yeah people, I just always felt like everybody was cheering for me to fail no oh yeah that's why you know and and I you know I don't know any of this but I also hear SNL if you're not in the click it's a very hard I environment not even fathom what a nightmare that that would be and it's so funny because mad tv and SNL they're like it's like where you go to laugh and yet the environments are so hostile yeah because it's so much competition. And it's weird because you come from sketch comedy on stage where it is such a family. Mm -hmm. Like I did it for years on stage in LA and it's like, that's your family. And you are all literally rooting for each other and, you know, wanting to take whatever part in anybody's scene just to help. And like, when you get on it. It's more like, I want my character to be the the breakout character and you're seen to fail. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Ugh. not yeah. what it's like on curb. That's yeah. for sure. At all. Wow. Um, so you mentioned the hot dog eating contest. I sure did. So I'll just tell you that I had nothing to do with this except as a voyeur, it was delightful. <laughs> so Patton Oswalt, who being in the same room with him, you're just like, you're a genius. Yeah. Everything I've ever seen of yours is the best thing ever. I know. So look at all these names we're throwing out that you're just in their circle. I don't even understand. That's what I'm saying. My friends will call me after an episode and go, do you, who, how were you sitting next to Vince Vaughn and Patton Oswalt and across from Larry date? Like nobody. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I have no right. It doesn't make sense. Yes, you do. So, um, So you were a voyeur. 
sitting there watching in between takes of Larry and Patton shoveling hot dogs in their mouths, both of them, by the way, just repulsed by the whole situation. Yeah. Um, we shot it on Santa Monica Pier. It was beautiful. It was sunset. And Patton happened to start doing this carnival barker, like 1940s carnival barker voice for Larry. <laughs> and Larry was laughing so hard he was crying like he was wiping tears away and couldn't <laughs> stop laughing and Patton and this was just between takes and Patton wouldn't stop doing it it was like watching somebody be tickled <laughs> and it, it, in one way it was like Patton was you know Larry's little puppet and yeah. he was just doing what he knew was making Larry laugh. And in another way, it was just Larry completely delighted by this human being next to him doing this 1940s carnival barker Give, give us an impression of what you mean I'm by this. I don't remember. I mean, it was like, hey, Larry, tickets over here. <laughs> yeah, it was more like, step mean? right up, step right up. See the world famous, you know, 800 pound gorilla. But it was, <laughs> I, I don't remember. And it's funny because Larry said something like, I love period voices like that. And um, I was like, my period voice is so much bitchier. Oh uh, my God, you're good. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I just thought of that just now. Oh, I wish you said that right to Larry. <laughs> I was so far away from them. Um, but Hey, Larry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just my fun. period voice. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was fantastic. That was fantastic. Just oh, how to fun to witness that. Yeah, to watch one genius make another genius laugh. Here we go, Lisa. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. The episode starts and Larry is assigned a, a driver and she is a tiny petite woman. <laughs> oh my God, this is such a good episode. Isn't it? Okay, <laughs> okay I'm yes. going to share the screen one second. She is so good. So he wins and right. he carries the bag. Okay, so moving on. Oh, okay. So then he calls and he complains that he had a woman driver. And next time he would like a male to help him with his bags. Uh -huh. And he gets himself in a classic Larry pickle. Sexist. Oh, God, please. No, obviously you don't know me at all. I'm not even the least bit sexist. Although I, I do like to have sex with women. I don't know if that makes me a sexist. Is that, is wanting to have sex with women make you a sexist? I don't know, it's an interesting question. So can I ask a question about this? Yeah. Do you have any idea how they shot this? Were they, were they actually okay. improvising together? Yeah, usually Larry will actually call and just be doing the lines with the actor amazing and then or if not he'll like be sitting in video village and talking okay and then when it's time for his scene we print out a transcript of everything that was said so that he knows what to say on his side of call brilliant and and don't quote me on that that might not have happened for this scene but that's Too how it late. usually goes. i already okay. called three reporters <laughs> okay. and it's going to be on the news tonight <laughs> Darn it, you're quick. Um, so this is a classic pickle. Now, um, 
a question for you. If you were assigned a woman, a tiny petite woman driver, would you have her carry your bags? No. Or I'd say like, let me get the big ones. You can take these. Like, like Mike, you can take my carry on. I'll, I'll get the big one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, yeah, same. I don't think we'd feel comfortable. I also don't like, um, oh, that's not true. Nothing. I was going to say, I also don't like having female masseuses. Oh, but that's not true. I do. You know, and Larry uses that in ex an example later. He says, I don't like male masseuses and I don't like male masseuses. Oh, okay. I, ha I, I don't either. I don't like male masseuses. Mm -hmm. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That's too. And sexual. one time I had a male masseuse. He was kind of like an awkward guy and he, I think, felt uncomfortable and he was making small talk with me the whole time. No, no. As if we were on a date. Yeah, I'm not comfortable. I, no. I just feel like, yeah, no, I just, I don't, I'm married and, and <laughs> I don't want another, I mean, it sounds so prude, but I don't want another man touching me like that. And yeah, I agree. When I, when a woman is massaging me, it's not a sexual thing. No, it's more like, I, I agree. And I also don't like a male gynecologist who I, I just. Have, I have a male gynecologist. I just went to a male gynecologist. Yeah. And then he had a student. He goes, do you mind if my student comes in for like studying purposes? Also a male? Male, like 20 something guy. Boo. No. So there are things where, you know, gender does play a role in jobs and. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so moving on, Larry has to go see a gynecologist because he threw out his back. He has to see a gynecologist. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> chiropractor. We know where my head is. Okay, he has to go see a chiropractor. I'm so glad you caught that. Okay. Oh, okay. I would have just kept going along as if he's at I the gynecologist. I should have left it. I'm very schwitzy right now. <laughs> I'm laughing too much. Oh, this is hysterical. It really is. Uh, Josh Gad, uh, the chiropractor, I'm just going to call him by his name. Um, yes. He, he goes up to get a roller and we see his frayed underwear. And right. um, that's a... I understand why that would be a bit of a turnoff. A hundred percent. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. yes. And and I have to say the thing I love about Larry. So like, let's go back to your gynecologist story. Okay. If you were Larry, you would have said, no, I don't want a student in here looking at my nether regions. Yes. It's bad enough that you're a man and I'm allowing you to do it, but yes. I don't need, this isn't, I, I don't need to be part of your teaching hospital right now. Larry would just say that. He would just say it. Right. So like with this situation, I would want to say, dude, this is so unprofessional. I see your whole ass and your underwear is tattered. And what kind of person are you? But instead, I would just lie there and stare at it and be disgusted. Which is what Larry did the first time. Right. The second time, Larry calls him out, as Larry yeah. does, and says, I'm going to help you draft an email. Let all your clients know you're purchasing new underwear and yeah. you hope to see them back in the office. Right. Which, which I find helpful. Yeah. Don't you think that's helpful? Yeah, it is. But if I were to get that email, 
from a chiropractor that I bought new underwear and I hope to see you back. I just, I don't know if I'd be going back. Yeah. I don't know. I might respect it. Right. If, if you saw the tattered underwear and it's right. Yeah. Like if everyone has seen it. Yeah. Right. So I found that hilarious. Uh, Larry gets a roofer who is bigger. He feels that he's a little too large of a man to be up on his roof. I think that is implied with with his facial reactions right here. Yes, correct. This is an interesting example of Larry not wanting to say something. And yeah. Right? And then doesn't JB say like, man, you can't have him up there. Yes. So that's an interesting twist. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the things like first the first um thing with the lady he doesn't he'll say i'll take the bags the second thing with the with the roofer he says okay you're going up there and the third thing with the chiropractor he doesn't say anything so he starts to just notice things right first yes and then later say it interesting that's a that was a good observation though now he has a helper who's who's little who by the way no, no, no. i was watching the performance of that little guy i was like oh he was really funny totally he's solid. really good that yeah. was a solid i'm tattoo tattooing can i yeah I, it was just such a funny like <laughs> he didn't push it he was just funny absolutely okay so now the little uh the little lady comes back and helps larry with the bags because he went to the chiropractor and and he's he's now like whatever oh this is the woman's job she's gonna do it right and everybody on the lot sees him having this little woman <laughs> carrying the bags yep everybody including seth rogan mm-hmm. a lot of the crew is our crew oh is there's that some right? extras and a lot of our crew that's pretty awesome. Also, this part, I didn't know this was being filmed. I thought this was an actual conversation between Seth Rogen and Jeff Schaefer. Oh, that's hysterical. But they were acting. I yeah. remember watching it being like, okay, they're doing like their notes and back and forth, but it was in, it was part of the scene. That's kind of genius. I didn't see Jeff Schaefer there. Was he on? You don't have to show me, but was he on camera? Not on camera, but like there's a video village set up and he's there. He's just, you know, in the walkie and brilliant. Okay. So Seth Rogen goes, this is not a good look, Larry. Honestly, just here's all I have to say about it. I'm working with you. I'm associated with you from now on. People are saying our names in the same sentences. Try not to do things that make you very much seem like an asshole to anyone who's looking at you. I completely get it. Okay. Just in my own defense. Yeah. There are certain things that I would prefer a man doing over a woman. Don't say that to anyone. Keep that shit to your fucking self, man. But there are also certain things I prefer to having a woman over a man. That's also bad. Why is that bad? Like a massage? Don't say that shit. I don't want a man touching (laughs) me. Just stop naming professions and which sexes should do them and which they shouldn't. Um, that my husband and I watched this scene several times in a row because we couldn't even believe what a brilliant scene it was. Bless you. Thank you. Not COVID. Um, that I, I agree. I thought that was brilliant. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> and he's just like, don't, don't be an asshole. Just, just keep things to yourself. So funny. Okay. Jumping ahead to the Jew for Jesus. First, the actors that are in the new season of Young Larry that's yes. being filmed in the episode are, um, they are concerned because one of the actors, Jason, is a Jew for Jesus. Right. And trying to convert them, right? And he's tr actively trying to convert them. But right. he has sciatica problems and Larry recommends he goes and sees his chiropractor, not yes. his gynecologist. <laughs> and he... <laughs> uh. He... he converts the uh chiropractor he converts josh gad i got a pamphlet if you're interested yeah okay oh and then we get to the roof and we know what's going to happen here the roofer in fact was too big to be on the roof and and falls through the roof do you know how they shot that? I'm picturing know. somebody being held up on the ceiling and then until they're released to fall. Wait, let's watch. And let's... then and then they must have shot a fake roof with a hole in it because there's no way these homes are. Oh, gorgeous. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did have a fake roof roof at the lot um, where we were filming Young Larry. Okay. The roof was very low to the ground. Got it. So this part is. This is like on the floor at the okay. studio, which is brilliant. <sighs> so, right, probably that stunt guy was held on the ceiling with harnesses and then somehow released. <laughs> he must have been. Yeah, he must have been floating up there and then dropped. Right. Yeah, gosh, I I should have paid more attention during this. These things are important, Chase. They're very important to know. I know because all I know is it was a fake roof, but I don't know how he got from there to the bed. You know what? I'll find out and report back to you. Okay, good. Just okay. me though. I don't want your listeners to know. <laughs> yeah, I well, it's going to be too late. Right. By the time I found out this episode will be aired, but right. I'll let you know. Okay, okay, perfect. And maybe the fans in the Facebook group good <laughs> perfect <laughs> okay and finally seth rogan sees pas watching larry fight with the little woman yep that's not a good look not working with that guy how's this and alas he loses seth rogan he's losing a-list actors left and right Right. And um, and this last scene is Josh Gad converting Larry to Jesus for Jews. Well, trying to. Jews for Jesus. Trying. Yes, Jesus trying. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Is it Jews for Jesus or Jesus for Jews? I think it's Jews for Jesus. But I think the <laughs> Jews that are for Jesus would also like to think that Jesus, Jesus is for Jews. Jesus for Jews. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's the episode. It was. Um, so funny. It was a. a a really funny one. I think four, five, and six were like gold. This one, just every single scene had a, a Larryism, I'm going to yes. call it. 
like we didn't even touch on the phone battery. You're at 3%. I'm at 9%. Can I be at, can we trade and do that? And like just little things. Oh, can I have your last Perrier? No, it's my last Perrier. I, this is war. You're not going to take it. What and do like, you think about that? Are you, I, I want to know, are you Chase, a person, Jake, I swear to God, I'm doing a, an important podcast right now. <laughs> um, do you, are you the kind of person that is possessive of your food, especially when it's like the last of something in your yes. body? Yes, yeah. I am. Because, you know, food is, it costs money. It does. And I'm not made of money. And I, if it is something that like, I really got excited about purchasing and there's one left, then I would. But if I got it because I know I'm going to be hosting people and I want to be a host. Yes. Different sitch. Very different sitch. Mm -hmm. What about you? Very much so the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, But love to host if like, I love to offer things. So that is, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've never thought of this. It is ironic how much extra shit I will purchase for people who are coming over because I want there to be so much food for them and different libations that nobody feels weird about taking seconds and thirds. Yes. And yet if you're just stopping by and you take something out of the fridge that I was saving for myself, (laughs) you're probably not coming over again for a while for a while you can come back eventually but i i noticed talking about being generous i noticed that um i i've been out to bars lately and um i offer everybody drinks i go what do you want what do you want i'm paying and i don't even i i realize like once i say it i'm like chase like calm down they can pay Especially because drinks are friggin' expensive. I know. And it's become a habit anytime I'm at the bar. If like, I literally, I was just with some Curb Your Enthusiasm friends. We were all at a bar. I said to everyone, what do you want? I'm getting it. And I, it's just me being a very nice host and I'm not yeah. even hosting. I'm at a right. bar. And here I am just paying for everyone's drinks. So you know what you should start doing? Tell me. What do you want? You're paying for it. Oh. <laughs> Just like change, change it. <laughs> like I'm you're too happy scared to, order to say it for that. Them. Just say, what do you want? It's on you. What do you want? It's on you. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yep. It's on you. So you'll get a laugh and you also won't be paying for it. <laughs> that's and all I need is the laugh. Absolutely. Yeah. And if they go, wait, are you serious? You go, yeah, I can't afford to buy you a fucking drink. Uh, yeah, I can't. Afford- okay, all jokes. Yeah, right. Who do you think I am? Okay. Right. That's how you get out of things. Humor. Yeah, humor. humor. Okay. You'll find the older you get, the more you are, you just say things like, everybody's paying for themselves tonight, right? And if you guys get an appetizer and I don't have any of it, I'm not, I'm not pitching in. <laughs> These are things that just easily fly out of your mouth the older you get and the more you know your friends love you no matter what. Oh, these are things, I, this is stuff Larry would say. Yes, and I'm telling you, I... I think everyone needs to adopt a certain amount of Larryisms in their life. You know, he will often say to an actor, and I'll use me as an example. Okay. I, I said something once in a scene that he was just like, don't do that again. That was not the direction we want to go. And if I was 20% less comfortable, you would have cried. Skin, I would have cried. But I instantly <laughs> went, 
oh yeah, he just wants you to be, that wasn't the direction he wanted. He's not mad at you. All he's he just direct. Is, yes. He's very direct. And all he wants is for this to be as funny as it can be. So be funnier this time. <laughs> and that's it. And by the way, if you're not, you'll get another chance at it. Cause Larry's uh. not gonna, he's not going to say we got it. If he didn't think he until got it. you got it. Right. Exactly. And will the, the brilliant Jeff Schaefer, the director. So they're going to keep going until you get it. Correct. So I would say for anyone listening who's on a future episode of Curb, if Larry ever says, don't do that again, just don't do it again. He still loves you. Just don't do it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, hopefully, do you think there'll be a season 12? Chase, I, I hope Listen to so. me, Lisa. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. There's, I got to tell you, just the second my gut went, Yeah. 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 I think so because this season was so popular. People need it. It was a really popular season. Yeah. And I really genuinely think people need it. I, I know it's a corny thing to say, but people need to laugh. Mm -hmm. And it's such a ridiculous show. And I don't know. I just think people need it. Agreed. So, so I think he needs it. Me too. And they were talking about possibly doing the next season as Young Larry, the spinoff. Oh, well then. Because they kind of hinted at that this season. Interesting. So I, I, I mean, again, I'm not, don't, don't take my word for this. Right. Don't, don't call the press. I will but, not. You know, that could, be, <laughs> that could also be, that could also be. Well, anyways, what a, on, what a true great having you on it's i can't even for me and i just and... want to tell your audience that i texted you the other day just to say uh, like i watch your instagram posts and you are killing it thank you lisa it's so amazing to me what you do oh my like, god constantly putting yourself out there and you're so talented and so beautiful and thank like you, you have this passion and this fire and you're not just sitting on your ass like you're 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 generating things all the time and i think it's amazing to watch thank you and you know you're my hashtag goals i want your oh. comedy career is is my dream so well, i look up to you so much then i hope you know one day when you're 50 you'll be in your bedroom that half looks like a hotel <laughs> not working very much my dream, much. My dream. okay i good. can't even tell you but anyways, thank you so, so much. And we'll actually have to get together and do coffee or drinks and, and you'll have to pay because I don't I have that type of money. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yes, we have to. Okay. I would really, really love to. Okay. Yay. All right. I love you. Good love seeing you. you. Good seeing you too, sweetie. Bye. Isn't Lisa the absolute best? Oh, did we have fun on set together? It was always so fun when she was was there. I was always really excited. If you want to follow Lisa on Instagram, which you should, uh, I'm putting her Instagram in the description of the episode below. And she's also on Cameo. So if you want to get a, me a message from her, you know, directly to you, I'm going to put the link to her Cameo as well. That was a fun episode. I I like to end the the uh, the podcast with me letting you know what brought me joy and happiness this week. 
I had I had some downtime this week. I didn't have any shows out of town, which was like the first in a very long time. And I just got to relax. And that means I watched a lot of TV. I love Dear Evan Hansen, the movie, which got terrible reviews. I loved it. I love And Just Like That. That also is getting terrible reviews. I love it. How I Met Your Father. I don't think it's getting that good of reviews. I love it. And then 20-somethings on Netflix. It's about 20-somethings. I don't know if you should be listening to me about my opinion of shows because apparently the critics don't agree with me. But man, do I love the unpopular shows right now. They are so entertaining. What I'm not liking is The Bachelor. I got to be honest. Can you believe this? Coming from my mouth, straight to yours. I, is that how it goes? My mouth straight to your mouth. Sounds wrong, but I don't like it. I think the host is terrible. They had the option to get any host. This is the number one show on ABC. Like they couldn't have gotten anyone better. I'm not putting him down. I think, you know, good for him for trying, but like really big shoes to fill. And they're kind of going the serious direction. They're taking this very serious when it's 2022. Like we need a change. I think we all kind of know The Bachelor is a joke. Have a comedian be the host like Jimmy Kimmel, David Spade. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not trying to hurt this guy's feelings, but terrible host. You don't need a host. Like the show would be better off without a host. He adds nothing. And now let's just talk for a second about the actual bachelor, Clayton or Colton. I get them confused. I don't even know. I'm so annoyed with him. Don't get me wrong. I'm watching the season, but I'm so upset while I'm watching it. Look, I was about to tell you what brought me joy. And here I am just furious over the casting of the bachelor. I'm just, I'm furious. I'm furious. Okay. So what brought me joy? the other shows that I mentioned before that. And I went to a gathering this weekend with some Curb Your Enthusiasm people because Avalon Penrose, who maybe you're a fan of, she's in the comedy world. She's moving to Hawaii and we had a going away party for her. And it was really fun to see people I worked on Curb Your Enthusiasm with. We're like family at this point because we spent every day together for so long for hours and hours and hours a day. So that was really special to see everyone again. And uh, I'll be having more guests because when I saw them, there was some interest in being a guest on the show. So Chase, I'm looking at you. There's another Chase. There's another Chase that was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. So there were actually three other Chases. There were tons of Chases that worked on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'll have them all on. Anyways, uh, that's, that's what brought me joy. Before we go, I, I want to pull a card because I didn't do this last week. Accept yourself. Okay. That's a great little message. While there's a time and place for self-improvement, today's focus is on everything that's already great about you. Let go of who you think you should be and fall madly in love with who you are in this moment. When you accept yourself exactly as you are, you shift from living for tomorrow to appreciating today. Accept yourself, sweetheart. Oh, did I need to hear that? I feel like we all need to hear that. That was beautiful. Accept yourself. We're always like, 
looking forward to the next thing or our next goal or where we want to be and we have to appreciate where we are right now and how far we've come okay okay good all right listen go enjoy your day um or your evening whenever you're listening to this and do something this week that makes you smile what am i gonna do i'm going to Oh, I wrote a list this morning of things that make me smile. The first thing on my list was burritos from Lily's. That's what I love. And Lily's is a cafe in Malibu, hole in the wall, been going there since I was, I don't know, five. Lily's is the best Mexican food in California, in my opinion. And that's why it was number one on my list of things I love. So maybe this week I'll go treat myself to a burrito from Lily's. So what are you going to do this week that makes you smile? Maybe go get a burrito from a hole in the wall in your neighborhood. All right, listen, I got to go, okay? I got to get out of here. I'm so beyond grateful that Lisa spent time with us this afternoon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lisa, from the bottom of my heart. And everybody go follow her. And in the meantime, get out there and chase your enthusiasm, all right? Get out there.